Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by their good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including special guest Kathleen Pasadomo. Kathleen is our Florida State Senate President. We'll also visit with Boo Mortensen. Seton Modley is the founder and president of Less Government. And Linda Harden will be joining us as well. It is September the 26th, and on this day in 1960, for the first time in U.S. history, a debate between major political parties and uh, presidential candidates was broadcast on live television. The presidential hopefuls, John F. Kennedy and a Democrat senator of Massachusetts, and Richard M. Nixon, the vice president of the United States, met in Chicago studio to discuss U.S. domestic matters. Kennedy emerged the apparent winner from this first of four television debates, partly owing to his greater ease before the camera than Nixon, who, unlike Kennedy, seemed nervous and declined to wear makeup. Nixon fared better in the second and third debates, and on October the 21st, the candidates met to discuss foreign affairs in their fourth and final debate. Less than three weeks later, on November the 8th, Kennedy won 49.7% of the popular vote in one of the closest presidential elections in U.S. history, surpassing by a fraction the 49.6% received by his Republican opponent. Although, of course, popular vote doesn't determine who's president, but irrespective. One year after leaving the vice presidency, Nixon returned to politics, winning the Republican nomination for governor of California. He lost the election. Nixon returned to the national stage in 68 in a successful bid for the presidency. Like Lyndon Johnson in 1964, he declined to debate his opponent in 1968 presidential campaign. <clears throat> Televised presidential debates returned in 1976 and have been held in every presidential campaign since. Of course, uh, Trump is not participating in the Republican uh, debates. That's coming up uh, tomorrow night, if I'm not mistaken. So if, I, I'll never forget watching on television. It was in black and white TV, and uh, Nixon, he looked uh, like he hadn't shaved. <laughs> I, he, just uh, Kennedy just seemed so comfortable on the stage, and Nixon uh, very uncomfortable. Well, almost three-quarters of Americans, or 72%, admit to being concerned that the United States is becoming a police state engaging in mass surveillance, censorship, ideological indoctrination, and the targeting of political opponents, according from our Rasmussen reports. <clears throat> of those concerned, 46% told pollsters they were very concerned that the state is becoming tyrannical, with 26% and saying what somewhat concerned only 23% of Americans say they weren't concerned, with less than 1 in 10 Americans answering not at all, all concerned. Rasmus also asked the 998 likely American voters whether they agreed with the statement the FBI is a danger to the freedom and security of law-abiding Americans. Half of the respondents agreed with that statement, with the majority answering strongly agree. That's very concerning. Very concerning. <clears throat> While well, Republican lawmakers recently predicted their investigation into the Biden family could prove that Biden business raked in more than $50 million, about $30 million more than bank records show thus far. 
Throughout the investigation, the House Oversight Committee unveiled such tranches of uh, Biden business bank records. Those showed that Biden business received at least $20 million from business schemes in Romania, China, Russia, Ukraine, and Kazakhstan. In total, nine business family members received payments from the family foreign business ventures, including two of Joe Biden's grandchildren. This is a developing story, needless to say. Well, uh, while President Joe Biden continues to tout his economic plan and highlight job growth rates and a decline in inflation, 44% of Americans believe they are worse off financially under his administration. The latest uh, ABC News Washington Post poll numbers are the highest in 37 years for any president in the polls. Biden approval rating now for his performance on the economy sits at, get this, 30%. Americans are still largely skeptical of Biden's performance, despite his jobs report showing unemployment growth in August, adding 187,000 jobs from last month, a rise of 157,000 jobs in July. Biden has focused re-election campaign on his infrastructure investments and creating new climate jobs. 56% disapprove of his job performance, while just 37% approve. Well, it's the agenda he's got in place to destroy our energy production here in the United States, making things more expensive. These are, he's right now dying from about 10,000 cuts, self-administered, unfortunately. He's chosen this path, and he's going to have to deal with the consequences. <clears throat> a 60-minute segment broadcast on Sunday caused an uproar after the show reported that American taxpayers are subsidizing Ukrainian economy and paying for all of Ukraine's first responders. The news comes that a recent Fox poll found that 56% of Republicans say the U.S. should be sending less support to Ukraine. A recent CNN report found that 55% of Americans say Congress should not authorize additional funding to support Ukraine. So can you imagine that? We're paying for the infrastructure in uh, Ukraine. And yet uh, here in America, <clears throat> child care for Americans is about to get very bumpy. At the end of this month, the American Rescue Plan is set to ex expire, wiping away $24 billion of federal funding that helped about 70,000 child care centers stay open during the pandemic. <clears throat> Excuse me, please. The funding helped boost workers' salaries and waive some payments required for parents. Now, with the money set to run out in September 30th, one in three children and child care programs around the country could lose and close its doors. About 3.2 million children will be affected. Some parents may have to take the tough call, either to find uh, new child care or leave their jobs to, to take care of our children full-time. Researchers say the cut in funding could cost the U.S. economy $10.6 billion. Low-income families and uh, people of color are likely to live in child care deserts, uh, leaving them with even fewer options. In June, Representative Ro Khanna from uh, California and Representative Nancy Mace launched the Congressional Bipartisan Affordable Child Care Caucus to try to help mitigate the cost of child care. As for Congress, Democrats want to add an extra $16 billion for emergency child care funding for this year. But with a government shutdown looming over bu budget differences, it's not clear it'll, it will pass. <clears throat> Many parents and child care providers have called the government uh, program a lifeline. It's come to as women have returned to work at high record rates amid rising prices and inflation. Now those gains could be falling back as many parents are left without affordable child care. 
So they're getting squeezed, uh, especially low-income parents are getting squeezed. It's really sad. High inflation, uh, they say the inflation is coming down. However, that just means that prices are going up more slowly. And on top of that, uh, child care problems as of the 30th of September. Well, the Writers Guild of America's leadership is expected to vote as soon as today on whether to approve the terms of the new three-year contract with top entertainment companies after reaching a tentative uh, deal over the weekend. If approved, the union's 11,000 members will then vote to ratify the contract, officially putting an end to one of the longest-running labor disputes in Hollywood. Details of the primarily, uh, primary or preliminary agreement, I should say, have not been made public. However, reports suggest the Writers Guild has been able to secure most of its demands, including uh, higher royalty payments from streaming content and stipulations related to artificial intelligence. The union suspended picketing yesterday, and while writers will be able to resume work once the final contract passes two key votes, production on movies and TV shows will still be halted. The Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, which represents 160,000 actors, performers, and more, have been striking separately for a new contract. <clears throat> this year marked the first time in 63 years in which uh, two Hollywood unions were on strike at the same time. Uh, with regard to royalties, I just wonder if perhaps uh, the consequence of uh, having to pay out royalties by these companies, uh, maybe Netflix will start raising its prices. There'll be fewer prices, uh, fewer people participating, and the consequence could be less money going to the union workers. We'll see. Well, NASA on Sunday completed a successful seven-year mission with a capsule with samples from an asteroid landing on Earth for the first time ever. The spacecraft uh, dropped uh, the uh, package off uh, in uh, the desert, or actually in, uh, in uh, a small package. The sample collected, 2020, uh, collected in 2020 from the asteroid Bennu has been kept at below 167 degrees minus 167 degrees Fahrenheit to resemble the temperature of the asteroid's surface. In, in a flyby of the Earth, the spacecraft released the sample from 163,000 miles and dropped it onto Earth. The small capsule landed four hours later on a remote expanse of military land as the mothership set off for another uh, asteroid. Amazing. So interesting to me that now they'll use this to research uh, to see if they can find out more information about the beginnings of the universe. <clears throat> Fascinating. Well, a mysterious triangle of uh, land in sparsely populated Alaska offers more sightings of paranormal phenomena than almost any similarly sized area on Earth, as well as uh, supposed sightings of triangle UFOs, ghosts, and aggressive Bigfoot-type creatures, the Alaska Triangle is also known for its remarkable number of unexplained disappearances. In fact, the History Channel says there are more unsolved missing person cases in this region than anywhere else on Earth. First time I've ever heard about this. A new Discovery Channel documentary interviewed eyewitnesses some of the most mysterious and compelling UFO sightings. One, Wes Smith said that the very strange triangular object he saw didn't move like any known aircraft. So that's going on in Alaska in this triangle area. Well, President Joe Biden will use his executive authority to establish a green jobs training program for young people after Congress shut down uh, the, or shot down an earlier attempt to do so. 
The American Climate Corps, it's going to be called, is projected to help about 20,000 people find work in climate-related fields, including facilitating pathways to working in federal civil service, according to the White House. An earlier version of Biden's Green Jobs training program did not make it into what was eventually became the Inflation Reduction Act as congressional Republicans strongly opposed the program, uh, largely due to concerns about uh, potential costs. Uh, I'm also concerned about the indoctrination of young people, kind of like the German brown shirts back in the day. The American Climate Corps will mobilize a new diverse generation of more than 20,000 Americans, putting them to work conserving and restoring our lands and waters, bolstering community resilience, deploying clean energy, implementing energy-efficient technologies, and advancing environmental justice, all while creating pathways to high-quality, good-paying, clean energy, climate-resilient jobs in the public and private sectors after they complete their paid training program, the White House said in a press release. All sounds so promising, does it? It's very suspicious. Again, just looking for ways to expand government jobs at the expense of the American taxpayer. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you visit the website and give them a call, johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, Kathleen Pasadomo, our Florida State Senate President. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabees Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabees Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabees Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4000. 
252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Coming up, I'm going to visit with Boo Mortensen. Right now we have with us Kathleen Pasadomo, our Florida State Senate President. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. Hey, I read this morning that apparently we've got $700 million coming here to Florida to Collier and Lee Counties to improve infrastructure. Yeah, uh, so last spring, uh, the uh, governor met with us and, and, uh, you know, advanced his idea, what he called moving Florida forward, and that is uh, the uh, infrastructure for our state, particularly in the area of transportation. You know, what we, when we did our analysis, and, and everybody knows this, more and more people are moving to Florida. We anticipate about 300,000 a year for the next Five years. Wow. And and also, and also, um, you know, as baby boomers retire, a lot of them are moving to Florida. You know, it's going to be uh, a challenge. You know, living in Southwest Florida, you know, in the morning how I seventy five backs up, so people can't get to work, et cetera. So the governor talked to to us, and and basically we put we have this unprecedented amount of money. $4 billion, which we are going to spend over the next, you know, five to 10 years on uh, road, you know, expansion, repair, and the like. So it's, it's a big deal. Southwest Florida needs it because we're growing exponentially. And uh, uh, so the lieutenant governor was in uh, Fort Myers yesterday. I joined her for a press conference with Secretary Purdue, who's the uh, Secretary of Department of Transportation, and 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 a lot of uh, a lot of their workers were there, and they're just lovely people who work really hard, and uh, so it was a good event. Well, that's outstanding, and of course, I think, quite frankly, when I look at other states that I visit, I see the quality of our infrastructure here in Florida. It is superior already without these improvements. Yes. So uh, I just uh, really happy and proud that we're looking to the future and and making these investments now. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I, and I have been saying this for years, uh, one of the best uh, or uh, most well-run agencies in the state is the Department of Transportation. You know, one of their uh, missions that the uh, legislature gave them many, many years ago was to uh, always have a 20-year work plan, which they do, and um, they're continually updating it as the needs of the state and the population changes uh, occur. And uh, in fact, uh, right now they they they, they reshuffled things around, um, and that's why some more dollars are coming to Southwest Florida. And uh, their their goal is to get the work done uh, not only not just on time, but early and under budget. So they work very well with the uh, road pavers and the like. And and you know, I'm really proud of uh, of what a good job they they did. And and you know, when you think about it, who else can build a bridge in three days? It's true. <laughs> Just remarkable what uh, the governor yeah. pulled off. Uh, I'm sure with the support of the legislature. I don't know if you saw the column in the Wall Street Journal about baby boomers uh, actually ending up homeless in Collier County. Did you see that? 
I did not, and I, I'm curious as to what, how they came. Was it people uh, from Ian who were displaced? Or? Well, you know, I said it was. It's always a long column, and it really touched me because I'm a baby boomer, and I was thinking to myself, all these years of work and preparation, you end up homeless. How sad is that? And in many cases, it was things like uh, the building is being bought. Uh, by an investor who decides to increase the rent, can't afford the rent, so end up being homeless. Uh, no Section 8 housing available in the area, even though money might be available for Section 8 housing. I know that housing, uh, workplace housing, is very important to you. But this is, yeah. it was just, uh, I, I just stro- strongly encourage you to take a look at this column because it was touching to me and I'm sure it would be to you. Any I thoughts will. on that? Well, uh, you know, Collier County, um, uh, just like, most uh, communities that have coastal areas is a problem for, uh, we use the word attainable now, housing, uh, for not just workers, but for seniors. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the bill that we, the Live Local bill that we passed um, is being implemented as we speak. I mean, it it only became effective this spring. So obviously you can't just (laughs) build a building in three, three months. Right. Um, But, but it takes into consideration uh, these type, uh, this problem of, of uh, areas along the coast. Now there's plenty of um, attainable housing in the center of the state, but a lot of baby boomers don't want to live there. They want to live along the coast. And also uh, are going to need services, and the people who provide the services don't want to be commuting for hours and hours. So, you know, we took all that into consideration and uh, are hopeful that it'll make a difference. But I will tell you that what is troubling to me is Mm -hmm. that all these local governments that decry the lack of um, attainable housing for seniors, for workers, even even for you know, the Section 8 uh, housing, they're the ones that are blocking the bill because huh. they, there are many people in these communities who, who have the same nimbyism philosophy that we've had in Collier County for years. They don't understand that you could have nice, uh, lovely, uh, you know, well-maintained properties but they are, they're inundating the local governments, county commissions, city councils, but we don't want those people in our, in our neighborhood. So, you know, we work, so then these local governments are complaining that we preempt them. And I'm saying, yeah, well, if you had done your job, we wouldn't have had to preempt. Yes, that's so it's, it's very troubling. Um, you know, we just have to keep an eye on it and make sure that to hold everybody accountable. Oh, absolutely. And you make a great point. I hadn't even thought about it after reading the column, but you know, maybe some seniors have to choose to live someplace other than Collier County because this is one of the most expensive areas in the entire state. So, um, you know, if, if you, like my dad used to say, if you can't afford a Cadillac to buy a Ford, if you can't afford a Ford, then walk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I, um, I, I, what I am more concerned about are the the people that are being displaced because of the rental rates and the like. Yeah. And you know if they've lived in 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 a in a building for years and all of a sudden the rent gets jacked up, I don't support rent control. It didn't work in New York. It never works. But that's where the um, the incentives to these land these uh, landlords to keep their rental rates low 
it's an incentive program, not not uh, pres- pres- uh, prescriptive. In other words, you get tax benefits if you keep your your units at a lower rate. You don't you don't pay as much in uh, state uh, uh, real estate taxes for those units and things like that. An incentive is better to the carrot rather than the stick, and and local governments um, are authorized to do that, and they should. Uh, to keep a good balance of, of people living in the communities. On the other hand, you know, you got situations like from Ian, if you look at a lot of those older um, condominiums up and down Gulfshire Boulevard, you know, the two-story condominiums that were the first floor was washed away. Yeah. Those units are worth a lot more now, but nobody, you know, they can't repair them because they're, you know, they're, they're, um, they're low, et cetera. Right. They're old. They're all small. Um, the land is worth well more than the structure. And we can't force them to rebuild the old style because of FEMA and because people don't want those small units anymore. So, so they're cashing out and moving to, you know, more affordable locations, but at least they are getting uh, dollars because they paid so little. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough call all around. No, I really appreciate the conversation and input here. Kathleen Pasadoma, our state uh, Senate president. I really appreciate your commentary. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you and have a great day. You as well. Thank you, Kathleen. All right, coming up, Boo Mortensen. We'll find out what's new with Boo, that and more right here on the Bob Harden show on the Bob Harden broadcasting network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Make it a convenient and stress-free experience by calling the dynamic and trustworthy husband and wife team of Megan and Matt Chionis with Gulf Coast International Properties. Find out about their unique and complimentary post-closing concierge services not offered by other area agents. Matt and Megan Chionis give you the competitive advantage to command a premium price for your property. They personally attend all showings, create a marketing strategy for your property, and offer that complimentary concierge service to your potential buyer. This hands-on approach has helped them set several sales records in Pelican Bay and many at near-record prices. Megan and Matt Chionis understand that as an affluent buyer-seller, your needs and desires are unique. You deserve this level of service. Megan and Matt Chionis are passionate about the Naples lifestyle and they want you to enjoy it too. Call Megan and Matt Chionis with Gulf Coast International Properties at 239-269-5310. That's 239-269-5310. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor.
Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Are you looking to buy or sell your home? Well, you can make it a more stress-free experience by calling uh, Matt and Megan Chionis. Uh, they're with uh, Gulf Coast International Properties. They have a program called the Complimentary Post-Closing Concierge Service. You want to ask about that. Give them a call at 269-5310. That's 239-269-5310. We have with us Boo Mortensen. It's time to find out what's new with Boo, former radio show personality in Madison, Wisconsin. Boo, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Well, good morning. It's my pleasure. And, you know, Bob, Florida is such a funky state and there's always so many peculiar things that are happening in the state of Florida. And one of the weirder things is when they found last week, that 14 foot alligator that had half a torso, human torso in its mouth. Oh my gosh. That was just awful. Wasn't it awful? So I had my kids over my family and I took out a tape measure 14 feet is huge. Yeah. Huge. You know, and this, it was a big boy. I mean, this was a big, massive alligator. Well, you think that that would have been the exception to the rule. So I looked up. They have found a number through the years of alligators that have been at 14 feet or exceeded 14 feet. So we are sharing our land space with big alligators, then we've got the pythons, you know, they're all over the Everglades, and I think they hauled out an 18-foot python uh, last year, and now on top of everything else, there have been sightings of the skunk ape, so you say, well, what the heck is a skunk ape? This guy's got a video, now I don't know if this is all hocus-pocus, but remember uh, years ago in Alaska, I think it was a sighting of Bigfoot? Uh huh. Well, that's what the skunk ape is, and the name emanates from the fact that this, whatever this thing is, uh, smells like a skunk. And there have been reporting, reported sightings of this hairy big ape on Pine Island, which is right next to Captiva. No kidding. So this is stuff that's <clears throat> happening in our neighborhood. There have been reports of. Uh, seen the skunk ape since the 1950s, and they have archived hundreds of alleged sightings across almost every county of Florida. No kidding. This is the first I've ever heard of this, Boo. It's just so intriguing. Uh, And what do we know about the skunk ape, aside from the fact it's hairy and big? That's it. He's very reclusive, or it's very reclusive. Uh, And, you know, again, I think they debunked Bigfoot, but this was something, and and then there were actually two Palm Beach County sheriff deputies that reported an ape-like creature stalked them through a grove before they pulled their firearms and shot at it. Did they hit it? Did they capture it? No. Uh Uh-uh, they didn't hit it either. Yeah, wow. That's such an interesting story, Boo. Well, you know, it did occur to me when you were mentioning all this, though, that uh, actually... We don't share uh, the land with them. They're kind of sharing the land with us. I think they showed up before we did. <laughs> yes, we are the intruder. Uh, but uh, anyhow, it's uh, such an... Int- and you're absolutely right. I mean, we have these pythons, 
that are out in the Everglades right now destroying things. It's, it is an interesting, and of course the, the environment is so pleasant for so many creatures, including human beings, that uh, you can understand why they'd end up here. Well, I know, but we're all getting closer together. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so true, Boo. So you're up in Madison, Wisconsin. Are you going to be returning anytime soon? Uh, tomorrow morning. Wow. Uh, and the time is right. It's, the weather is great there. It's starting to get darker earlier up here. Uh, yesterday it was rainy. It looks like today is going to be overcast, so it's time to get the sunshine going. It is absolutely beautiful down here for the last several days. The, the humidity is kind of out of the air a lot uh, more than it was earlier. Uh, the temperatures dropped five or six degrees. It's still warm, but it's uh, extremely pleasant here on the Paradise Coast. So I think, I think the pins are set for you to have a nice visit down here. Well, and I, I, once I go down, I don't come back. I stay down there. I mean, why would you come back to snow and ice? So, <clears throat> you know, I'm in the process of uh, packing my car. My car left yesterday, and it is so full of stuff. <laughs> I don't think I could get a square of toilet paper in that car. <laughs> I do remember the day. We were kind of, uh, we have one home now. We no longer are, are uh, snowbirds. And, uh, you know, what happens is right now the car carriers begin to show up one after another and uh, you begin to see the populace grow down here on the paradise coast and in some ways i mean we certainly need uh, the activity and the uh, people coming down here on one hand on the other hand it's such a pleasant place to be when you have a smaller population oh yes and less traffic you can get into restaurants i you know i stayed through june this year and oh my heavens what a difference it's it's really fabulous it is fabulous. i mean it's it's nice to have the money that everybody generates i hear you but uh it's it's nice to have both it is indeed again boo mortensen of uh, former radio personality in uh, madison wisconsin how long did you have your show up there 15 years 15 years wow and you know what i think i've almost been with you 12 12 or 13 I think you have, and I must say, Boo, I just always, uh, sometimes I, I tend to focus on more on policy and politics and things that are pretty serious, but you're, this is the lighter side of the program, and I always enjoy it. Thank well, you for that. Well, that's right. How many people are you going to talk about a skunk ape with? I know. I, I just don't. If I ever run into one, I hope I don't end up smelling it. That's <laughs> Keep your eyes out. I mean, Pine Island is... Right off of Fort Myers. It's right by Captiva. It's pretty close. I know. Again, Boo Mortensen, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. My pleasure. All right. All right, coming up, uh, we're going to be visiting with Seton Motley. He's the founder and president of Less Government. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Two-thirds of parents prefer educational options for their children, with 40% strongly preferring options for their child's education. School choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit corporation, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior quality schools of choice. Optima's goal was the successful launch of Hillsdale College Varney Charter School, Initiative Classical Academies, and other schools of excellence across the state of Florida, serving kindergarten through the 12th grade. 
The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through a content-rich classical education in the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. In a terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy has already opened here in Naples. You can find out more by visiting the website Optima.Foundation. Help children in Florida optimize their educational opportunities. Visit www.Optima.Foundation. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now I'll play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Golf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. Some great performances going on. You can find out more and get tickets by visiting the website, golfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us Seton Motley. He's the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning, sir. Good, good morning, Seaton. I know that uh, it's a tough battle, but we really appreciate you fighting for less government. Thank you. Yes, it's a uh, <laughs> we we got a five decade uh, they they got a five decade head start. Anyway, go ahead. Well, I think it's more than that. I'd say about one hundred and twenty years, but uh, irrespective, you really, really, well, yeah, yeah. You, you can start the clock at various points. I think the. Uh, the, the, the real damage started getting done in the early 70s. Right. Uh, ironically, when I was born. So I apologize to everybody. So, no, see, you didn't bring this on, but I must say that uh, many people <laughs> many people complain about the fact that uh, we're seeing this kind of Marxist uh, movement uh, going on here in the United States. But this has been a long time developing, and it's been a consistent uh, drumbeat of uh, pushing towards... Uh, getting rid of uh, our, our our liberties and freedoms. So uh, you wrote a great piece called Anti-Intellectual Property, The Social Communists Are. Maybe you could tell us about it. Well, yeah, I discovered an article. There's a, there's a, they're in Toronto, Canada. It's called The Socialist Project. And, um, well, it's, you know, I, I, my, one of my old jokes is, what's the difference between socialism and communism? And the answer is about five years. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, we've talked about uh, the people not, not waking up until it's too late. Well, w- what happens when socialism is officially opposed? Go, go look at Venezuela. Venezuela is a great um, recent example. Once socialism is, is imposed, everyone goes, hey, this is, you know, this is terrible. Wait a minute. This is awful. And then socialism becomes communism. Because you, communism is socialism plus the boot on your face. 
mm-hmm. right? That's, that's the difference. It's the same economic policies. Communism is just, oh, you've realized it stinks? Okay, now we're going to have to, you know, get all militaristic on you. Yep. Um, and that's, that's, that's the difference. So all these socialist projects are really communist projects five years, you know, in waiting. And the socialist project has a publication called The Bullet, and they wrote an article, uh, something of the title of which is something along the lines of, is intellectual property a information monopoly? Uh, and it's, it's funny because all the alleged conservative libertarian um, arguments against intellectual property is the exact same thing. Is it a monopoly? Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I point out, let's, let's move past the, the irony of a, a publication that wants the government and only the government to own and run everything, accusing anybody of being a monopoly. Let's, yeah. let's move past that irony. And um, just po- you know, point out again that it's a, you, know, you, can't, you can't treat intellectual property the way you treat everything else. It, it's a special su- subset of the economy. Uh, the, the Founding Fathers certainly thought so, since they created a whole, they, they specifically expressly uh, made room for it and, and, and carved out a niche for it in our country, um, in the Constitution. Yep. Um, yes, it's a monopoly, but it's, it's not permanent, it's temporary, and it's, you know, anyone that understands human nature, I, I view the Constitution first and, first, as a, first and foremost as a human nature document. It says, okay, humans are good at some things, bad at some other things, so we're going to create a government that maximizes the good and minimizes the bad. And the human nature is, if you're not going to get rewarded for years of labor and investment and intensity, you're not going to engage in that. Right. And the Founding Fathers wanted to you know, foster an environment where people spend years and months and millions and, and you know, back then millions, but uh, now you know, billions of dollars to create new things that, that will better all of society and all of humanity. And so they created this quote unquote temporary, you know, temporary quote unquote monopoly mm-hmm. um, to foster that. And here we have the socialist communists making the exact same argument that all the alleged conservatives and alleged libertarians here in the United States make about why we got to get rid of intellectual property protections. And the the article concludes with again just completely an, antithetical to reality. Concludes with you know pulling, getting rid of intellectual property will greatly enhance the advancement of man, and it's exactly the opposite. Absolutely, with, the, the, the single most important thing to the advancement of man is the protection of intellectual property, as demonstrated by the United States which became the greatest living standard for, of humans in history, precisely because in its founding document, it said we have to protect intellectual property. You know, Seton, I, I must say that uh, the whole Constitution is so important, the Bill of Rights, just so, everything in the Constitution is just critical. Uh, but among the things that are most critical also are the, is patent protection. I think it's just because of that and the Founding Fathers, including that, allowed us to have this flourishing economy that we've had over these centuries to help us become uh, maybe the greatest country. Ever. I mean, it's just, if you look at the, the 10,000 years of human history, 
you know, j- just as one example, I saw um, Michael. Er- not what's his name? The 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 the, the, the black uh, scientist who's on talking about space and all these things. He made a great point. He said, in twenty years, from nineteen ten <clears throat> to nineteen thirty, you went from horses being ubiquitous in American cities. In twenty years, you couldn't give away a horse, right? In cities. Because we've inve- we'd invented the car. We, we traveled our horses for thousands of years. And in 20 years, with intellectual prop, Ford got patents and, and on, his, on his motorized carriage, as they, I think they originally called it. And in 20 years, he revolutionized transportation for all of humanity. And it was because he could protect his investment and, and get rewarded for his investment. He became a very wealthy man. Now, unfortunately, his foundation spends money on left-wing idiocies but that's not the point here yeah um he revolutionized human travel right with the specifically because we protected his invention with the patents with patents plural there were many but anyway that's in 20 years that revolutionized thousands of years of human travel completely and that's and then we did we were doing that kind of stuff all throughout the 19th century into the 20th century, and to, to, and then of course we attacked it in 2011 with the stupid American Events Act and turned it on its head. But that's all the story for another day. It is indeed, and it's I think as a certain degree of irony that we're doing whatever we can to help uh, extinguish the internal combustion engine and uh, carbon-based fuels in order <laughs> to, to, to yeah to, yeah well. Uh, uh, Ayn Rand wrote a, a small book called The Anti-Industrial Revolution, and that's what we're going through right now. Yeah, just incredible. Seton Motley we're reversing go- all the advances human, humans made in the 19th and 20th century. We're going to be living in teepees and ending up uh, burning dung in order to keep ourselves warm. It's, it's the joke. Um, it's, it's the joke. What, what do uh, humans use after electricity? Candles. Yeah. because that's where we're headed. We've got this great invention called coal-burning electricity, and we're going to eradicate it intentionally for no reason. Well, it is no reason. There is a theory that carbon carbon dioxide is a... Well, I've got the two two numbers that destroy the carbon dioxide causes global warming. uh, It puts the lie to all of that. The answer is, the number, the first number is 0.04%. That is the percentage of the Earth's atmosphere that is carbon dioxide. Right. 0.04%. And the second number is 3%. That is the amount of the 0.04% that is human-created carbon dioxide. Yeah. Which means 0.0, I think it's 0.0012. Is 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 is, respond, is is man-made carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, which, as we know, is nothing. That's exactly and we, right. We also know that if if we go from point zero four to point zero two, plants the world over start dying. Absolutely. So carbon dioxide is not a problem. It, in it, fact, it's because it, we're carbon-based life forms, and that's what they want to get rid of. They're, well, it's it's plant food. So, if we want to solve the problem of carbon dioxide, plant a billion trees. That'll help solve the problem. Right. So, don't don't hate, respirate. Exactly. Right, exactly. Seton Motley again, founder and president of Less Government. Visit lessgovernment.org on the website, and also you can visit uh, Less Government on Facebook. Seton, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Thank you very much, sir. My pleasure indeed. All right, we're going to have Linda Harden on the show. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice are the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's blueprovencenaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. I proudly serve on their board. They get the politics and know the policies, and they help prepare elected officials to have winning strategies in the legislature. You can find out more by visiting the very robust website, thefga.org. We have with us Linda Harden, my wife. She's extremely knowledgeable and talented, uh, understands what's happening here on the Paradise Coast as well as around the world. Linda, thank you so much for joining us. I'm trying to save the world. Yeah, I know you are. Well, you're doing a pretty darn good job. Uh, I, you know, I'm so intrigued. That I, this, this, uh, it's kind of going viral now, but uh, uh, Maria Bartiromo interviewed Matt Gates uh, on her show, and she challenged him, and she was uh, kind of attacking his ideas Boy, he left her sputtering. I mean, she was on her heels. She did. Uh, she, she, she's actually retorted, recanted uh, uh, what her well, position. Well, she she didn't. She just said her her thoughts are evolving. But good for her to to abs- actually step up and admit, like, oh wait a minute, what she said makes sense. Isn't that refreshing? So, for our listeners that may not be familiar with what happened, maybe you can uh, help us understand. What's- well, uh, Maria came in there. I mean, she's she's a good egg. She's uh, and Steve Bannon. Uh, said this too that she's one of the best uh, business reporters on television, and she is. She's she's knowledgeable. She's and she's a fighter. So she had Kevin McCarthy on a week ago, 
who fawned all over, just, oh, talked to her like a baby. It really annoyed me because he was just so condescending to her. And she ate it up, quite frankly. I mean, she um, he's the Speaker of the House, so why wouldn't she believe him? Well, Matt Gates came in on Sunday and blew up Kevin McCarthy, Blue bu- and 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 with good reason. He hasn't. Kevin McCarthy has done squat since he took um, the speakership in January. He slow walked everything, everything that she brought up. Well, he promised this, promised this. He he said it's it's all it's all methodology. It's not a, it's a, not an end result. He said um, Kevin McCarthy has done nothing to further. He's had he's had this continuing resolution or this this information to avoid a government shutdown since June, and he's done nothing with it. Well, I must say that my favorite line in the entire interview was Matt Gates to say, "Only in Washington D.C. would forming a committee stand as an accomplishment." <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you know what was what was really um, important for for me that he said was that what Kevin McCarthy is is doing is is what do I want to say supporting his donors mm-hmm. he's he is bowing down to his donors and doing what his donors have said and I'm, I'm paraphrasing this is not exactly what he said but but he's he said we want to blow that up we want to get rid of all this stuff that are that is donor based and do what's for the good of the people he was absolutely spot on and you're right it went viral it was it was all over social media within minutes and it just kept going and going and going yesterday. Oh, by the way, let me just say this about that. On the same show, Mark Levin, who's everybody's, oh, Mark Levin, he's got, now he's got two shows on Fox because they couldn't, they couldn't fill the, the spot on Saturday night too. So he's a constitutional conservative. Can I just say, Mark Levin, fine. He rants a lot. He goes on Hannity and rants. His claim to fame is being uh, chief of staff to the attorney general under Reagan. That's it. That's mm-hmm. all he's done. And, and he's written some books. And, and written a lot of books. And good ones, too. Well, whatever. Yeah. But so, so Matt Gates is a member of Congress, beholding to no one. Yep. And, and so Mark Levin blows him up. And oh, by the way, I didn't even tell you this. Yesterday, Mark Levin stooped so low that he, that he um, called one of the, um, Dan Bishop, one of the people that are, in with uh, Gates on this fight, um, he called him Mister Representative No Name. What a jerk! Yeah, what a jerk! I think the point is, uh, it's very important what you just said because, uh, you know, they talk about you know the people are getting bought. In other words, they they buy they uh, because they invest money, they end up buying the uh, representative. Well, actually, it's on a position. Usually, yep. uh, what happens is that if they get money from Pfizer, let's say, uh, you tend to uh, kind of be silent or step back or sidestep issues with or regard promote to, yeah or uh, or promote uh, big big tech or big uh, pharma. The point being is that uh, every, there are a lot of special interests. What I really admire about Mike Gates is the fact that he doesn't take money from uh, from you know from a big anybody. anything. Anybody, and 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 God bless him. And so and so yesterday, I was I couldn't wait to see what Maria Bartiromo had because. I mean, I'm telling you, you, when you said he, she was sputtering, she was looking, the camera had to pan away from her because she was fuddling, fuddling with her papers. notes and, and trying to figure out, wait a minute, where, where do I go from here and whatever. And then the, one of the most stunning moments of the interview was when 
she said to him, well, Kevin McCarthy has released all the January 6th dates to anyone who wants to see them. And and Matt Gates is looking at her quizzically and saying, wait, what? That's not true. Yeah. And and she, and Maria Bartiromo says, that, that is in fact true. And Matt Gates says, no, it's not. It's been re- They've been released to a certain quadra of people, but it's not been released to everyone. She immediately ter- changed the subject because she didn't know that. And she had, I'm sure that she was... Um, rallying her troops to find where the heck am I going to go with this well to her everlasting credit to your initial point the fact of the matter is that she is uh, now her views on the issue are evolving in large part because of her interview with Matt Gates. I think she's going to end up uh, having um, Kevin McCarthy Jesus meeting yeah, Kevin, Kevin McCarthy <laughs> back on the show and confronting him on this information well I, here's what you need to know too is that Kevin McCarthy has absolutely been bombarded on twi- on social media, and he's puts up all these self righteous comments saying, "Oh, we did this, we did that," and he, and he's getting absolutely bombarded saying, "You know, motion to vacate, motion to vacate." It's really, really stunning. Hey, by the, by the way, before before we go, and I know it's it's um, it's almost time, but I just want to uh, change subjects for just a second. The little snippets that Tucker Carlson has been putting up oh, recently fabulous. have been absolutely fabulous. They, they're not long. They're like six to nine minutes long. And they're, they're clips from the speeches he's given, one in Michigan and one in, I don't remember where this, this last one is. But they are so good. They are so good. It, it, was, it, it was a pleasure to um, listen to, and he's exactly right. He's exactly right about... about uh, about what he does. If you if you need to find out um, what we're talking about about uh, Tucker Carlson, I'm pretty sure you can find them on TuckerCarlson.com. But he but he's broadcasted exclusively on uh, Twitter. And I'm, and I'm not sure you have to subscribe to Twitter or what is now known as X in order to look at his segments. Because I don't know uh, but the point is that uh, they it is just outstanding material. The latest thing is right. He was going to interview Putin, Putin. Uh, uh, in in Russia. And the the federal government uh, just denied him the access. Now I get that it's international issue and all this type of thing, but why would you silence maybe one of the most talented people in the United States when it comes to revealing information from talking to? Uh, They're scared to death of of him. By the way, just a, yesterday, Trump was having a a rally in South Carolina, and they with shock and awe. Fox was broadcasting it. Shocked. As soon as as soon as Trump brought up how pathetic the last Republican debate was, yeah. and what and and the fact that he was with Tucker, and they blew it. I mean, they blew all ratings out the window. I mean, it was like two hundred sixty million. Sixty million. Yeah. And whereas whereas uh, Fox had twelve million for the debate, suddenly. Oh, what a surprise! Fox cut off this speech. And, and I know it's unbelievable. And of course, uh, he won't be attending the next debate either. Uh, he'll be speaking to the United Auto Workers <laughs> in Detroit. Linda, I really appreciate your commentary here in the show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Okay. Well, that's a wrap here at today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did. Learned a lot. I hope you join us tomorrow. We've got uh, Bob Levy, constitutional scholar and chairman emeritus of the Cato Institute on the show. Also, Andrew Joppa, professor and author of Josephus of Oz. Uh, if you enjoy the show, I hope you tell your friends. That's one of the ways we get the word out and support our sponsors. And I really appreciate you listening to the show. Thank you so much. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Thank you.
Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.